0: Welcome to the Health is Wealth podcast. I'm Nicole Nelson, founder of Living Well with Nick, health coach and entrepreneur. Each week, I'll bring you the tools, strategies, and motivational stories that will move you to take inspired action. It's time to break through fear and elevate your life. So get ready to feel inspired. After all, your health is your greatest wealth. you're listening to the health is wealth podcast episode number 29 today i'm sitting down with hannah beer who is a master energy healer who works with ambitious women all over the world to recreate their relationship with money in a life-affirming positive and loving way her clairvoyant abilities allow her to quickly discover the deepest money blocks in people's energy systems once these blocks are released, abundance opens up in an entirely new and magical way. If you are struggling with your relationship with money, you're going to love this episode. Are you ready? Let's dive in. I would love if you could start by sharing who you are, your your business, um, and then we'll dive right into like the topic of money.
1: Amazing. I'd love to. My name is Hannah Beer. I am half American, half German. I've lived across the world and across Europe. Currently live in Germany with my young daughter. And I've always been very sensitive. I've always been clairvoyant, clairsentient. I've always, ever since I was a little girl, I talk to animals and I talk to the mountains and to the snow and to like people's spirits and and I, I see energy all around myself. And so I'm a clairvoyant energy healer. My clients come to me because they have some something in their lives that's not working. My favorite thing is to work on their success and their money and their abundant lives. And so I read my clients' energy fields and I clear out any blockages so they can go live the way they really feel in their hearts Um, they're destined to live. It's really fun. I've been working with hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of women over many, many, many years. And I still love it so much. It's so much fun. And I'm consistently surprised as to, you know, what amazing results show up in my clients' lives.
0: Mm -hmm. That's incredible. So when when you first started your business, I guess, what prompted you to go in this direction?
1: Yeah, at the time I was studying fashion cuz I didn't really know what to do with my life. Mm-hmm. I had just graduated from high school and all of my friends seemed to have a plan, me not so much. <laughs> all I knew is that it I wanted funny to how
0: a big city. We're, we're expected to have this plan at like 18, 19, 20 years old. <laughs>
1: I definitely did not have a plan no. at all, or maybe I was wrong believing that my friends had a plan, but I felt like, oh my God, I need to do something. Yep. So I was like, ah, I like pretty things. So I might, I might as well move to a big city, study fashion. But as soon as um I, I started, I just, I got really introspective because for most of my life, I had struggled with depression and anxiety and an eating disorder. And I felt it, it didn't feel okay. And so as I was beginning my studies, I had all this free time when I was supposed to study. But I wasn't doing that. Instead, I was just feeling how tired I was feeling, how downtrodden, how anxious. I was just feeling really heavy, like a train had run me over, and I could hardly get out of bed. My entire body was aching. And so I started looking into all sorts of like self-development and yoga and stuff. and I do, I discovered Kundalini yoga. I would get up at four in the morning, do two hours of chanting before sunrise, and then do like three hours of yoga practice. And I was just really wanting to find ways to feel better. And after some time, my friends started saying, Hannah, you're really strange. Like, first of all, why do you leave parties at 9 p.m. to go to bed? To get up before sunrise to do chanting like you're a college student, you're supposed to party. (laughs) And I was like, this is my version of party. I'm really enjoying it. And so my friends started asking me, what is this yoga thing that you're doing? And so I started teaching yoga and like living rooms and cafes and restaurants and in the park, like wherever they would have me. And like this thing of like Hannah teaches really interesting yoga started spreading. And so it was like 40, 50 people at some point practicing yoga with me. So it turn on like really heavy, um, electronic music and people would move and sweat and we would breathe and it was really trippy. And so after class, people would stay and ask me questions. And I remember thinking, oh, God, don't do that. I don't have any answers (laughs) Mm -hmm. to any of those questions that you're asking me because they were so similar to my own questions. They were questions around why do I feel so lost in life? Why do I feel like I have all these dreams, but they feel absolutely impossible to attain like like a mountain to climb I could could never? Why do I constantly have this gut feeling, but I can't really decipher what it is or Why do I feel so sad about my family of origin? All these questions. And I was like, you know, you you need to find therapists because I'm clearly unable to help you. Mm -hmm. I'm just as lost as you guys are. But with my energetic sensitivity, I started seeing some things in those people. I started noticing, you know, like you've got a dark sphere in your tummy on that side that seems to be connected to when you were seven years old, when your dad did this and da-da-da. Could it be that you've imprinted this idea that life always just kind of throws you random curveballs that really hurt. And so you're now bracing yourself, not wanting to move forward, and so on. So I started to kind of read people and to begin to, to tell them like what I was seeing. And, and they said, yes, like that is true. And so I thought, that's like really fascinating. And so this is pretty much how my business started. Hmm. Um, I had clients before I had a business, people just came to me, wanted me to reach a, read their energy. Wanted me to help them with their lives, and over time, um, my specialty became, you know, releasing success and money blocks, and and any like family traumas that are Im- inhibiting people from really living their own abundant, really congruent, fun, and free lives. Mm-hmm. But that was the moment it started. I didn't really choose it. I kind of stumbled into it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's like the best case scenario. Then you know that you are like on the right path and following your intuition, following your passion. So can you explain, I know that a lot of my listeners are of the belief that there's energetics when it comes to money. If you were to explain money to someone who is new to like the energetic realm, how would you explain it and how would you explain how it's not just this like paper currency? How would you how would you explain that like true energetic exchange of what it is?
1: Yeah. And so, I can't explain anything without taking our families of origin into account. Um, I'm also Family Constellation Therapist, so family matters so much, and so this is where we need to start. When you were little, your main caretakers, who in most cases are our parents, um, were giving you the resources to live, that is food and shelter and love and affection and play, and ideally we would have received everything we needed to really be filled in and whole And have all of our needs met and to really be free to explore how life works down here on this planet. And so as you grow up. Your parents' resources and support, you know, you get less and less of that and instead you're supposed to resource yourself, you're supposed to, you know, use money to have a beautiful home, use money to buy healthy food, use money to put clothes, you know, in your closet that feel good for you. Use money to treat yourself to expansive experiences, whether that's travel or exercise classes or, you know, education, whatever it is that you want. And so money really is a form of love that is supposed to fill you in. So you feel whole and resourced so you have everything that you need to enjoy your time on this planet this also explains why money is such an emotionally charged topic for most of us it goes back to our basic needs if as children we didn't have the experience of really being well resourced well filled in well loved well cared for we often grow up and don't know how to care for ourselves with the use of money, where we're used to not getting everything that we need, we're used to not having all of our needs met, or we may even have internalized the wrong idea that we're spoiled or bad for wanting to to have everything that we need and want, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, so yeah, money is about, you can just feel into your body right now and see, do I have all of my needs met? Do all of my desires always come to fruition for me? Does it always feel like I'm living a congruent life? Does it always feel like life is blessing me and I'm always giving myself everything and more that I could even dream of? And so if you don't have that feeling of fullness, of wholeness, of overflow, of abundance in your body, um, it is likely that you don't currently experience just how fun and free and awesome your life can be. And this may feel painful. Because I also believe that just like little children, you know, for those of you listening, you, who have children, like remember when your child was a little baby, they would cry and cry and cry for minutes, for hours, for weeks, for months until they got what they needed. Because this feeling within of like, I should, I should have all of my needs met. I should feel good. That truth is so deeply embedded in human beings. We can go without for so long. And yet there is still this feeling inside of ourselves that we should be living in the garden of Eden, that like an overflowing life really is our original, our healthy, our, you know, like the right, place for us mm-hmm. and so this is what I find so fascinating some of my clients were you know struggling their entire lives and yet they still show up and they say I know that this is not how life is supposed to be I know that I'm supposed to feel so much better than this
0: mm-hmm. so do you find that a lot of the people you work with have a receiving block when it comes to money some of them do I would say all of them, it
1: shows up in, in different ways. Some of my clients have a lot of money, receive a lot of money, and yet it still doesn't feel enough. Mm. Some of my clients on paper could use a lot more money because it would make their lives a lot easier and they're unable to really let the resources in. So in both cases, it's a, it's a not having everything that we need. Mm -hmm. Um, in one case, it's like, it's the actual financial resources that are missing for them to live congruently. Um, for other people, it's that a sense of contentment and wholeness, and I'm enough, and I love myself, and life is abundant, that is missing. So mm-hmm. they may have the financial resources, but they're not aware of the truth that abundance and overflow is, is natural. And sure. so it's, we live in this world where you know, the the money story that most of us are surrounded with is like, make more money, grasp for more, 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 more. But then all of us, you know, 99% of us still feel like it's not enough. And so that is fascinating to me. And the thing that I've discovered is that contentment and abundance really go hand in hand that we can feel really deeply content and satisfied. And like we have all of our needs met and everything that we want, we always go create it and the universe completely supports us 120% and grow from that place. And so this is the place that I love to get my clients to regardless of what their financial resources look like specifically in the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. I really like what you said about um like contentment and abundance like having those feelings at the same time because i think some of us associate being content with like complacency it's like oh it's good enough but being content is actually a really powerful feeling if it's um paired with abundance so can you talk more about if someone were to ask you, okay, I have no idea how to like feel more abundant or how to attract more abundance into my life. What would you tell them? Like, what are some easy like tips that they can be following to feel more abundant?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember when I first came across abundance teachings and I remember, do you know like the little like Instagram snippets or I love Pinterest and Mm -hmm. like there's little like really inspirational quotes and it's like, you know, you have to feel abundant before you can receive abundance. And I'm
0: like, this
1: isn't helpful because I can't just slap myself into abundance. Mm -hmm. Like I personally wasn't able to. I wasn't just able to be like, I'm feeling really depressed today. Now I feel abundant. My life is If it were that easy, I would have done it by now. So the first place I want to start is by just extending some compassion and some realism. Most of us spend decades accumulating stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, disappointments and and wishes and hopes and dreams that don't go the way we want them to. And, you know, love hoped for that never really worked out. And so and and false beliefs from our families and, and ideas from society. And we're just kind of, especially as children, we're sponges, so we soak it all up and then we grow up and we soak more up and we soak it all up. And then most of my clients come to me and they're just like cluttered full of these, like for this energetic debris. And so I learned that it takes like a lot of clearing to really get to a clearer and cleaner space where we can see the right path forward. Mm -hmm. imagine you're driving a car and it's caked in mud like completely dirty and you've never um, been able to clean it and then you know somebody says oh you need to go drive three towns over but you can't even look like the windshield wipers don't even turn on like how do you expect yourself to get there Mm -hmm. so for those of you who've been reading all the books and doing the abundance meditations and trying to get yourself to feel abundant and it's just not working to the extent that you want it to. We need to really do a deep cleanse. Mm-hmm. And that is not optional. We need to clear you out at a deep level, remove the beliefs and the thoughts and the, you know, sometimes it's, it's feelings imprinted in the tissues of your body. We need to kind of clear out your body and your energetic system. So you can begin to see more clearly. Once you feel cleaner and clear, it's much easier to see what it is that you truly want what the right life looks like for you, what the right money-making vehicle is. That could be a career or a, or a business. Some of my clients don't work at all. They're just really great at creating money in random ways. Nobody would even believe how they make money because it makes no sense to mm-hmm. like a person. Um, but yeah, just let's clean your car first tr- before trying to get you somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this because so many people that I encounter feel so extremely frustrated because they feel like, but I've been doing all the things. Why isn't this working? It's because you're so full of all that stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and I feel like it's very similar to health related issues, right? Like that's why I'm such a believer in treating the root cause and not putting a bandaid on something because you're not actually healing internally what's going on. So it's the exact same thing when it comes to mindset and beliefs around money. You can say all of the mantras all day long and read every single book under the sun around money. But like you said, if you're not actually like doing an internal cleanse of your beliefs, then you will constantly be stuck and frustrated. So when it comes to beliefs around money, what do you think are some common uh, misconceptions? or lies that we have been told around money and how to make money.
1: Yeah. One thing that feels really icky for most people is the more, 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 Mm -hmm. which translates to not enough. And Mm -hmm. we already touched on this and it doesn't actually help people make more money. And so I'm, I'm so fascinated that this idea is still alive and well and so popular. Um, even though it's not working,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I've been in the space myself for many years, where it was like, you know, when I started my business, making six figures a year was amazing. And then he needed two hundred k, and then he needed five hundred k, and then he needed to be a million be a million a year and then eight figures. And so it was it kept like expanding because it was like, you know, more showing off, more like, look what I can do.. Look, yeah. da, 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 da. And so and so the wanting more doesn't help us get more. Mm-hmm. one like if, so we wouldn't be here having this conversation if this approach worked let's right. just you know say that if wanting more actually got us more we wouldn't be here because wanting more translates into not enough and that creates more of not enoughness in your life so it actually erodes abundance in your life and so You can think of contentment as like the nourishing soil. Imagine that your life is a garden that you're growing. And so just like a completely inflamed body where the gut microbiome is absolutely not functioning at all. And somebody says, Oh, you should take a magnesium supplement. It'll fix all of your issues. What good is that magnesium supplement gonna do? Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not a health coach, but like I hope like this makes sense. Yeah. And so in gardening, you know, I've got a little garden myself. And so when I first moved in here, the soil wasn't nutritious. So I needed to like dig through it. I needed to pull out the old roots. I needed to get some oxygen into the soil, add sand, add clay, add fertilizer, add some more like fresh mulch and to just like mix it all together. I needed to let it sit because I know that if my soil isn't nutritious, nothing is going to grow. And so your clean energy body and your Um, And your sense of contentment of peace of happiness of well being in your own body, that is the place where you can begin to plant your seeds. Mm -hmm. So this is permission to, to begin to open your eyes to the messaging around money that causes anxiety in your body, that causes you to feel like breathless. Like I'm not good enough. I'm not earning as much as she does. Should be ashamed of myself. I made a mistake yesterday with money. uh, You know, and like these things show up regardless of how much money we're making. I've got clients who make a lot of money or have a lot of money from their spouses, from their families. And they've got the same kind of like, you know, shallow breath when it Mm -hmm. comes to this money messaging. And it feels painful because we know it's not true, but then we also don't know another um, another approach. And so the place to start instead is to tend to your own energetic hygiene and to create really nutritious, fertile, healthy soil. And then when you use the abundance affirmations, and then when you do the action steps, and then when you start the business, and then when you... To, you know, When you like, call the people or do whatever feels aligned for you to do, then of course, it'll be really fruitful. And of course, like the tree will grow and the flowers will bloom and the carrots will grow really juicy into the soil. But if you try and throw all of your seeds on soil that is really dry and too dense, then it's it's just never going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm
1: saying this because I, I want to explain that to let you off the hook. So and if you listening who are like, I, you know, I used to feel like, oh, maybe I'm not cut out for business, or maybe I can never make it, or maybe it just won't happen to me, or maybe I'll always feel like it's not enough. That's that's not the truth. It's just that your garden needs to actually be gardened in a proper mm-hmm. way. Your abundance can grow.
0: Yeah. I love that analogy. That's a it's a perfect visual for what actually has to happen. So what are your thoughts on? When you hear someone say, well, you just need to work harder. Like hard work leads to earning more money. And I am not trying to discount like a work ethic. There's a big difference between working harder and having a good work ethic. But like you were saying, in our society, it's always like, well, just per- push harder, make more money, strive for more. And I'm all about improving yourself, right? But there comes a point where you're almost, uh, it's like swimming upstream, right? You're not like going with the natural flow of effort that actually could be producing results because you're not, um, you haven't done the energetic work. And you're not coming from like a, a clear place of like true abundance. So can you speak to, I guess this this um, misconception of hard work leading, leading to making more money.
1: Yeah, that's another example of if this worked, we wouldn't be here having this conversation. And yet most of us still try and work our way to success because we don't know an alternative. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're stupid. It's not that we're not talented. It's not that we're lazy. It's just that we don't know another approach. So let's go back into our garden. Imagine you take this mindset of a brute and you take your spade and you go into the garden and you like, you know, kind of like hit the tree and like slam your seeds into the soil and, you're,
0: and
1: you want to like sweat a lot in order to get your garden to grow. You're going to smash your seeds. Like all the saplings are going to be like beaten into the soil nothing's gonna grow like you're gonna ruin your own garden it takes Mm -hmm. some level of sensitivity there's phases for everything overall the question is is your abundant garden growing does it feel like it's it's expanding and growing does it feel like the butterflies are moving in does it feel like the honeybees are happily buzzing around does it feel like You know, the flower beds are overflowing. Does it feel like it's fragrant? Is the sun like shining through the leaves Are the apples falling from the tree because they're so juicy, the tree can't even hold them anymore. Does it feel like that is your life, your work, your money? Um, Or does it feel like you're the brute beating around the garden, hoping something will grow by bullying it? Mm -hmm. And I've been in that place. You know, like I said, most of us don't see an alternative And so once we come to a more peaceful state on the inside, we're able to see the the little nuances needed to grow our success. And what's more exciting for me is I want my clients to figure out this like money abundance success thing once and for all to know how it works. Like, imagine if someone can teach you how to garden. Mm-hmm. If ma- Imagine someone can teach you how to grow any amount of money that you want, how to grow any business that you want, how to grow anything in your life. And you know how to do it. And you can just like happily enjoy the gardening process. And, you know, like that to me is is like so exciting because the hard work piece, it's so fickle. Right. You know, in a garden, like all of us know, like I needed to let the soil sit for a week. And so that level of like trust and patience is also needed.
0: Mm-hmm. Patience being the key word, right? Like this, this type of work does not happen overnight. This takes like consistent effort and um, just a little bit of patience. Like you can't rush the process, just like building a business, right? A business does not just, sprout overnight. It's, it's compounded things that happen and things that have to line up. Um, so in your opinion, if you were to sit down with someone who says, um, I'm struggling to make any money in my business, like I, I'm frustrated. I want to throw the towel in. I'm putting in all this effort what where would you steer them like how would you guide them if they are at a point where they they're almost considering if it's even worth it because they're not seeing the fruits of their labor
1: first of all i i want to extend some grace to the person in that situation because i've been there many of my clients have been there um the place that i like to start is i like to Okay. So my belief is that our businesses, we don't choose our businesses. I believe that our businesses choose us. Mm-hmm. I believe that there are some structures and healing entities that want to come through and that they appoint us as the facilitators, as the people who bring them through to fruition. Um, so if a business chose you, if it kind of poked you and prodded you and was like, start me, start me. <laughs> then there's a like, clients behind that business mm-hmm. that really want what the business can offer. You're just the caretaker. You're like, like you're the gardener, like the garden mm-hmm. is for the animals to move in and you're the one who makes sure that the garden is lovely and thriving. So the animals can have a great time. So the hedgehog can be under, it's like, you know, leaves in the winter. And so, you know, the, the lilac bush is like thriving for the butterflies. And so like, that, that's, that's your, that's your thing, but we go into the online business world and like it it seduces us to think that business is about us. And so we Mm -hmm. think, well, I have these talents and I have these ideas and I should be doing that. And what we don't do is ask the business. So when somebody says, I feel really stuck and I'm not making any money in my business, I would love to bring like the business into the conversation and say, well, what... You know, why did did this business hire that person? And what is this business wanting to bring forth? What is the healing? What is the product? What is the service? At what price point? Where are the clients? Where exactly are they? What marketing channels are most helpful? Because the business knows all the things. Mm -hmm. And so instead of us sitting there thinking, what am I going to build? We're going to go ask the business what it wants to be. And then we go create that. Just like a baby comes into the world and already has its own personality, its own life path, its own abilities, its own desires. You know, as parents, it's just a matter of really listening and helping support that. I believe Mm -hmm. that it's the same with our business and with our clients. And I believe that sometimes the best thing we can do as business owners is to let our thoughts fade into the background a little bit and to really listen as to what we were being appointed to, to grow.
0: Mm-hmm. That is phenomenal. That's probably one of the best answers I've heard with that question. It's, it takes a lot of pressure, I think, off of the entrepreneur, because it, it's putting the spotlight on something else. And you, you nailed it on the head, like your business is really not about you at the end of the day. And I know people have heard that phrase over and over again. But I like the analogy of the business, like being this separate entity and the business choosing you. And you're saying like, hey, what do you want me to do? What do I need to create with this business that you have like appointed me to uh, follow through with? I love that. That was, I love that answer. Um, Okay. So as we wrap up, I would love if you could share, um, what is your... I guess what is your favorite, uh, do you have like a favorite mantra when it comes to money or like a favorite abundance mantra that you personally love to say? Because I'm talking to people who are listening to this who might be in a different place with money. And let's say like they're thriving, their business is growing, and they're looking to deepen their own practice when it comes to creating money and abundance. Do you have a phrase or some type of mantra that you love to say on a regular basis?
1: What comes to mind is um, since I always talk to ant. I hope it's okay to say that I always talk to animals and they talk to me Mm -hmm. and to all sorts of like angels and stuff. And it's just always been that way. Or when I talk to a person, sometimes like their spirit guide chimes in and I'm like translating and stuff like that. And so in my work, one of my main teachers is the honeybee. The honeybee mm. taught me so much about money and abundance, and especially about work ethic. And, you know, she's just like so happily buzzing around the flowers and taking in like the sweetness of the nectar and transforming it into honey. And like her thing is like she's having so much fun. She's so, so excited to be a part of the process. She's just buzzing, 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 buzzing. And the honeybee taught me. That work is supposed to feel energizing. And that is how I know I'm doing it right. So that's always a thing in my head is like, does my work feel like like it energizes me? Like I want to do more and more and more of it? Does it feel like I'm just happily buzzing from flower to flower, creating sweetness for everyone?
0: Mm. Um,
1: that that's a little parameter that I have for myself that she taught me.
0: I like that. and it's a good way to gauge what what things in your business that um, increase that energy and what things in your business decrease that energy? Because I think there's like a natural, there are things that we're naturally drawn to and naturally better at than other things in our business. But like overall, if you're feeling like your business is draining you, you probably should be like looking in a little different direction. Would you say that? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah,
0: it's, it's usually not the business's fault. It's usually not the right. person's
1: fault. It's the way we were taught money and business works. That mm-hmm. Let's face it, most of us hate it. If not all of us, we feel yep. that it's wrong. Like how many people have the Sunday scaries or how many people right. pretend to be so happy in their entrepreneurships and just it's not always looking that way behind the, behind the scenes. And so I, I see that there is a severe lack of you know, like a blissful way of doing money and work. And all of us are craving it. Like some statistics say that we spend two thirds of our lives working. Let's work like the
0: honeybee. Yeah, exactly. Well, and really think about, visualize what you want your life and business to look like. I'm a firm believer, like if you do not have a vision of how you want to feel, how you want your um your day to go things will just kind of uh get thrown at you and you have no means of like filtering everything because you don't have a clear clear vision and a clear sense of direction um so would you say in your opinion this will be like our last little question would you say that when it comes to business money is one of the top, like top three priorities or your money mindset is one of the top three priorities that you should be focused on as a business owner.
1: I know that that's again, like a common belief. Mm-hmm. You need to work on your money mindset and then your business will work. Yep. I believe that again, that centers us too much as the business owner. Um, I found that You know, that's just my clients are my biggest case study. I love having been able to work with so many people because every time I work with a person, it just clarifies and solidifies and teaches me something new. My clients teach me what's true and what's working um, better than anyone else could. Mm -hmm. And so what I've learned is that business is, you know, it's like saying in your garden that the gardener is the most important thing, is it? Are the seeds the most important thing? Is the sunlight the most important thing? Is the tree the most important thing? I don't think in nature there is any one thing. That's a very human way of thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Like my mindset is the most important thing. I think what most people are lacking is a sense of sensitivity of getting to see all the interconnected parts and an ability to facilitate that growth and that healing And that abundance for all aspects involved, for your team members, for the business itself. We don't just want to grow a business. We want to grow something sturdy, something Mm -hmm. stable, something with roots that go deep, something that bears fruit year after year after year, something that is really reliable, really dependable. That's another misconception about business, that the job is somehow safer, Depends on how you structure a business, depends on how you grow it. A business can be a very, very, very sturdy oak tree. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is more what I'm interested in and growing with my clients. So I wouldn't say that the money mindset is the most important piece. Mm -hmm. If I could have it my way, I would love for more people to see the more integrative perspective on business that I find so freeing and so helpful and so much fun. And to begin to learn how to garden in a way that feels really fun and fruitful for them.
0: Mm -hmm. And then
1: they'll probably realize that there's many aspects that are important. But what's also important is to allow the symphony to come together.
0: Right. So bottom line is we should really think of ourselves as gardeners. Right? Like, I feel like that's, yeah, that's like such a, I feel like that's been the kind of the theme of the episode and the analogy of like a gardener and being in a garden. And it's a really beautiful way to think of your business and who you are when it pertains to your business.
1: Yeah. And like all of you health coaches, right? Like imagine if a client came to you and they said, you know, this person, influencer on Instagram said that magnesium supplements, going back to that can fix everything. Mm -hmm. Is that right? And you're like, (gasps) oh, but the hormones, but the limbs, but the this and the that and the myofascial network and the gut and the da, da, da. da. And you're like, oh, they want such a quick answer.
0: Right.
1: Anything I would say is a lie. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it takes so much more. Like we also need to allow space for the actual complexity of life. And Mm -hmm. that is when things really start to move and grow in a more positive direction. I love that. Yeah. Like I'm not here to offer any quick fixes or easy solutions. I'd rather be honest and really help people have a sturdy, happy, abundant life forever.
0: I love it. Well, can you share where everyone can find you on Instagram, um, your website? I'll link everything below, but can you just share for everyone listening where they can check out more about your business?
1: Absolutely. My website is hannabeer.com H-A-N-N-A-B-I-E-R.com. com. You're welcome to email me. You're welcome to book a free call with me. I'm always interested in connecting with people, reading their energies, seeing what's going on, if I can help. And on Instagram, my handle is Hannah H A H-A-N-N-A, N N A Money Bliss. Perfect.
0: Well, this was so fun. You are such a just a ray of sunshine and a breath of fresh air. So I so enjoyed this conversation. Thanks so much for having me, Nicole. Thank you so much for listening to the Health is Wealth podcast. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. If you love the show, share it with a friend you think would love it as well. Also, please leave us a review if you feel called to do so by going to iTunes and sharing your honest thoughts and what you would like to hear more of on the podcast. Until next time, remember, your health is your greatest wealth.